Spawn on Me is the premier podcast spotlighting people of color. Every week, we talk news, what we've been playing, and tell you who's invited to the cookout. Our show is all about talking about gaming through a prism of blackness because we are the culture. Welcome to Bukaka, y'all. What's good? What's good, everybody? This is the Spawn on Me podcast. I'm your host, Khalif Adams. What the deal be? I hope you're all doing well. Hope you're all having a wonderful week uh, and hope that you are doing well within the circles that you have influence and the people who love you know that this is the case and all that good stuff in there. I hope you're all doing well uh, and excited for all those businesses, all those things. Um, this is an interesting week. Uh, this week, the episode is late. Uh, I had a corrupted file on the dope episode that I put together. It was really heartfelt. I cried four times. Uh, I, I talked crap about the government and did a whole bunch of stuff uh, all in a row. I was about to hit the button. Went to go listen back to it, and the whole file was like, "Nah, son, you don't exist anymore." Uh, so that was very, very disheartening uh, because it was a very long week uh, in between uh, last episode and this episode. Uh, so it was it was a little bit difficult to kind of. Um, have that be a thing that happened uh, alongside just a very heavy week in the gaming industry. So it was like not, it took a lot of energy to get up to have the conversation in the first place and to have that episode just magically disappear. uh, Just, just hurt (laughs) from a podcast perspective, from a content creator perspective, it just hurt um, to have that be a thing um, that happened. So, but you know, that's a part of the game. That's a part of the podcasting game. Um, sometimes you lose files. Um, I think over the course of the almost eight years of doing the show, we've, I've probably lost maybe like four or five shows. Um, so it winds up being a thing. It happens and, and, you know, you, you push on, you kind of figure it out and you, um, you, you record, you re-record the show. Uh, so this is a re-recording of some of those conversations. I probably won't ha- I probably won't keep it as long as the other one before, which was not that long to be fair. Um, it isn't there's some game news out in the world, but not not a bunch of stuff um, in terms of actual video game news. But um, thank you for 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 rocking and, and, and letting me be late with the show. Um, hope people I hope people listen to it and and still um, absorb the the content. Um, yeah, this week has been hard. Uh, I'm just gonna jump into it. The Activision Blizzard stuff. Um, I I, I don't have super in-depth thoughts about it. I, I, I'm always kind of trying to figure out the best ways to kind of tackle a story like this or conversations like this, because I just know people who have been hurt. Um, so it's interesting to just, you know, dig into some of that stuff, but it's just terrible. Like, I don't, I don't know what else to say besides it's just fucking gross and awful and terrible. And it sucks that we have so many people who who are affected by men just being assholes and being shitty and not understanding power dynamics and 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 living in 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 and and thriving within misogyny. It just sucks. It sucks. It just sucks. I don't know what else to say about that stuff besides, you know, I feel like we continue to try to speak truth to power here on the show and, you know try to save space for people to be their best selves. I feel like we do a good job of uplifting and showcasing 
um, amazing women and marginalized folks in, in this space. And I want to continue to do that with the, the show that, that I have and the platform that I have. I've been a little more quiet on social media about it because I'm just depressed about it. Like I'm beat down. I'm so beat down by it. If not, if I'm beat down by it, I, God knows how everybody else who's like literally affected by it and, and touches that kind of stuff and who would be a person who would, you know, be a target of that kind of gross behavior and, and terribleness. Like, like God knows what they go, what, what women are, are going through right now. And, and marginalized folks, it was such a like onslaught of, of, of just shittiness in that, in that document that came out that was from the, the state of California against blizzard. And, and I don't know, like, I don't know what to do to be fair. Like, I know that sounds like a cop out. I know that sounds like a, a shitty thing to say out loud. I just, I'm, I'm like stun locked. I'm just like, I don't I feel like we're moving forward and we're making progress and you hear stuff like this and it just feels like you went back to square one. It sucks. It just sucks. I just don't know what to do. And I feel bad for not knowing what to do. I try to feel like I'm doing my part and it still doesn't feel like enough. And I'm seeing the conversations online about like, you know, how people should be kind of like, hey, you should be saying the thing and not necessarily directed at me specifically, but like at other people. And I'm just like, man, like, yes. And also like people are sad and people are depressed and people are tired and people are everything right now. It's a lot of it's a lot of emotional weight to a lot of different things in the middle of a pandemic still with uncertain times ahead and so many layers of all of that combined where I, I am there's a space for everyone to kind of say a whole bunch of things and then I can also understand why people are just like in the fetal position turtling like I get it like I understand I'm I'm I'm, I'm vacillating between both all the time so from a very human perspective I understand why sometimes people are just really quiet because you're just like bombarded especially if you're on social media a lot you're just bombarded with everything all the time at the most high level. Like there is no, there is no one or, or 10. It's always 10. There are no fives anymore. Everything is a 10 and this is a 10. This is a fucking 20, but it's, but it's just hard to know what to do. Um, so I, I hope if you aren't seeing me tweet a lot about this particular thing, like it's not because I don't care. It's not because I'm not thinking about it. It's not because it's not on top of mine. I'm just, I don't know what to do. I wish I knew what to do. I wish I knew how to make things better. I wish I knew how to fix things. I wish I knew how to say out loud all the terrible things that I want to say to people. But I also feel like that doesn't make things better. I also don't feel like it's necessarily in a, in a place to, to make things actually like, useful for people i'm a i'm a person who believes in in saying useful things i just don't want to say things for the sake of saying it and sometimes it gets conflated of just like being loud about a thing or saying a thing out loud for like performative reasons which which is also just a very weird part of the way social works is like this interesting layer of like if you are not saying things all the time that you are you are absolutely like in agreement with things i'm like no nah, like people just like People are just in a space where they're just like, everything I do doesn't work. <laughs> you know, I feel that way often. Like I try to feel like I'm doing some good and sometimes it just doesn't feel like I'm doing some good. 
by being a part of the conversation is just I don't know. It's 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 hard. I feel for everyone who 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 was a part of that time and people who are doing dealing with that stuff now at their places of work, people who are dealing with that kind of stuff in the conversations that they deal with both inside and outside of the, of the gaming space is just a lot of heavy. Um, and I and I hope people are doing well and I hope people are figuring out ways to 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 balance that out and I hope people are finding people to be able to talk to reach out to and, and, and find resources for help to get out of situations that are, that are this gross and terrible. Um, so that's, I don't know. That's all I'm, you know, I don't know. It's, I, I, I just wish that there was a way to feel like the ball was moving forward. Like I, I, it was, it was a conversation that happened during the last week of, uh, kind of gaming news. And there was this interesting article that Kotaku put up that kind of just like basically like shitting on this gotcha game. And of course people are like up in arms about every gotcha game. And I understand why. Um, but the conversation that in terms of tone, which, which was the thing that I found to be really problematic was just like, you know, here's this 2k XCOM XCOM clone of a gotcha game and it looks shitty. And I'm just like, yeah, I get it. Like, yeah, it looks like it probably looks like a knockoff of a thing and it's probably not great and all that kind of stuff. But like just even the tone in which we talk to each other from a from a from like a, a gaming industry standpoint is just like everything just feels like everyone has a shoddy out, like everyone has like guns blazing in every direction. Like this is there is no calm. There's no patience. There's no humility there's no like there's no chill for anything and of course the activision blizzard stuff like you should have no chill for it you have to you have to speak that stuff out loudly but like also the way that people talk to people who could potentially be those folks who would help to signal boost a a conversation in real ways also just shitty like people just don't know how to talk to people as humans man like that 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 to me is bugging the hell out of me we have lost the ability to ask people for, you know, and I'm not talking about systemic things like misogyny and racism and all that stuff. Like you have to be really loud and 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 forthright in that way that you talk to people. Like you have to tell people what you need. And 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 let's be let's keep it two hundred. Like everything that has been asked for from folks who have been marginalized, from folks of different genders, from folks of you know, different groups that have been marginalized. We've all been asking for this stuff for a long time. So it's not like people weren't saying, Hey, treat women better and just not having the space, do anything about it. Like those, those grievances have been out in the world for a long time. People know what that means, which makes it more disheartening when you see people have just done the complete opposite for decades. And that's why people get depressed. That's why I get depressed about this shit. That's why I get mad about this stuff is because you've seen so many people ask for change in so many different ways and the and the people who are in power just totally shit on it and double down on it and, and double down in their power dynamics and fuck it up. But on the other side of that fence, there's a conversation that happens in kind of intimate circles where the people who are hurt or despondent or, or sad about some of that kind of stuff and want to see change too there's a layer that has to be there where you ask people in a way that they can receive it. 
And I just see it happen all the time online where people don't know how to do that. They do it in such a bad way where I can see why people are just like, no, I'm shutting off. My brain is done. Like, I want to be helpful, but the way you came at me, you came at me so sideways for no reason that like, how can I even think of like what the thing is? Because I'm so busy being like, you just shot me. Like you just asked me for a behavioral change and you told me this way. You asked me to do this in the most shitty way. It's very, very finger pointy. It's very, very righteous, self-righteous. It's very, very like, yo, I need you to do this thing, but you ain't shit. First, like that's the way people approach it. It's like, you ain't shit. You ain't never going to be shit. I'm asking you for a behavioral change so that you can make the world better alongside me. But first, before we do that, let's say how you ain't shit publicly. And I don't think that's the way people think about it. I don't think that's the way people mean it, but that's the way it lands on people. I've seen it happen to me. I've seen it happen to other people too. I'm just like, how do you expect people to, to actually like absorb the ask that you just made, which we, which you again, think is like a very simple ask to make. And a lot of times they are, but like from a person, like as a person who does not really like, uh, uh, What's the best way to say it? Well, from a person who doesn't really is not motivated by guilt, like I am not motivated by guilt, Like you can try to guilt me into everything and it doesn't work. Like guilt is the worst way to get me to do a thing for you. Like if you hit me with some reasonable shit, like I will, I will help you. Hit me with some reason. Hit me with some like actionable steps. Hit me with some plans. Like hit me with some of that stuff. And a lot of this stuff you can't because there just aren't plans for it. There's no way to know how to fix any of this. But I think that the thing that I find really interesting is just like how people just don't know how to talk to people. You don't know how to ask for things in a way that will land with people who you, who you supposedly want help from. Like I, I, I think a lot about how the conversation around performative allyship has fucked it up. Because it comes, it comes to the, it comes to the table immediately already saying that you're doing a thing for clout. When of course there is a layer of that for some people, like absolutely. Right. But when we have that conversation initially about like what that performative act is, naming and shaming is also performative. Like, (laughs) like if you cared about it that much and you cared about the other person on the end of that request, you would hit them up in their DMS. You would find a way to reach out to them in an intimate, non-public way and say, Hey, I appreciate what you bring to this planet. I appreciate what you bring to the world. It either hurts me or disappoints me, or it, it does this to me to see you not speak up in this way. But the way people do it online is they throw these emotional hand grenades in people's laps and then expect them to, 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 to want to work with them and do stuff with them and, 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 and perform the act that they're asking for humans don't work like that. <laughs> like humans don't do that. It's not the way humans work. You got to fix that. You got to fix that part. That's not the way humans work. At least it hasn't been the way that I've seen humans work in my, in, in, in the word, in the ways that I've seen people be like, I just don't see that. I also don't have expectations of humans to do shit that I just ask them to do. That may sound shitty, but that's just not the way I think humans work either. Humans, you know, my most cynical version of how I think of, of human beings is that we are a very self, uh, we are a very selfish 
species. It's always about you. It's always about the singular. And then it starts to move out into different circles of influence, of, of family, of, you know, of, of, you know, you had a, you had a kid, you, you know, all that kind of stuff. Like, but from the, from the most part, like humans are very, very selfish. We are like, I am going to die. <laughs> I'm going to try to figure out every way to keep myself alive. I'm going to try to figure out every way to keep myself safe, both mentally and physically. And we're in a space now where people have this expectation for you to just jump. Sometimes without even understanding what the particular thing is. Of course, again, some of those things are really simple to understand if you're a reasonable human being. But also a lot of people are stun locked because they just don't know what to do. So, like, I don't know. This is a long rant for for for, for no reason. I'm just again, I'm sad about everything that's happening. I want the space to be better. I'm trying to do what I can both inside and outside of the, of the industry to kind of fix that in the small ways that I can. So I would ask all of you to be not patient with the, not patient or, or kind with the systems. The systems need to be broken down. The systems need to be torn down in every way that you possibly can. You need to use all of your powers to do that work in those ways. Misogyny, sexism, racism, you know, all the isms that, that are there, that are, that are shitty, that we need to kind of remove from the space, do all the work that you can to do that stuff. But if you're asking people to join that fight with you, you have to walk up on them in a reasonable way that doesn't feel like you're trying to stick them up. Like, like that emotional stick up feels gross. And I think we, we get a lot of pushback in spaces because of the way that people approach people. There is no kindness there. You have to, you have to, even if you don't think it's like kindness in the way that you are trying to be nice to people. And again, I'm not trying to tell people to be nice to assholes. Like don't be nice to assholes. But also if you want to have a relationship, you want people to be allies in the space for you and to, and, 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 and for your cause, like you just can't roll up on people. Like they are already shitty. Like you just can't do that. That just doesn't make sense to me as a, as a logical way to talk about, people and to talk to people i know it's very adversarial out there i I get it but like also like it just doesn't that just doesn't work in the way you think it works it doesn't land in the way you think it lands so you wind up even having people who are reasonable as fuck wanting to be like well i can't even deal i'm already i'm already tired i've already been sad i've already had all these layers of world hitting me with stuff and then random person on the internet who, you know, either is in your circle of friends or outside of your circle of friends or, you know, peers or any of that kind of stuff randomly rolls up on you in some way that just feels like you got hit with a drive by. And I'm just like, man, person who just gave that request, you really just don't know how that landed. Did you? Did you even ask? Did you even ask the person before you rolled up on them and be like, yo, how are you? Like, are you OK? People don't ask that question, but ask you for the most in these internet streets. It is amazing that that is the way that we have kind of like had this interesting kind of social contract on the online spaces where people will have the most expectation for you to do a thing for them without any ask for how you are. Like, do I have the capacity to even ingest and and consume all the stuff you just asked me for? 
and then actually be actionable in a good way where then you get to decide if I got it right or not. The fuck is that? It's it's weird, man. It's weird. Anyway. Um, like I said, it's been a long week. (laughs) Um, I do want to talk a little bit about video games. Uh, again, this episode is not going to be super long. Um, thank you for letting me indulge and, and being, being really transparent and honest about my feelings this week. Um, there were some good things that happened this week. I do, I do want to dig into that really fast because I think there were some things that I was actually really excited for. Um, EA play happened and there were some great games that got shown, uh, within the conversation there. I think there were some really dope, uh, things. So first of all, Codemasters got bought out by EA. Uh, if you're familiar with the grid games and all their driving games, they, 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 they pulled them into their fault. So now they're going to be able to do a game called grid legends in 2022, uh, which I'm excited about because grid, I think grid is like very, very underrated as a, as a series. I think, I don't think Codemasters also gets its love. Like it's supposed to, um, uh, I, I'm actually really excited because they're going to do it like a, um, a uh, campaign version of the game. Like if you saw the Madden games and, and some of the EA sports games where they had the kind of like story of a person who is, you know, embarking on their future and doing all of that kind of stuff in the game. Like the, the, I forgot, I forgot what the, the story mode was that they basically put into it, but they're doing one in Codemasters grid. And it's going to be, it's going to have uh Inkuti Gatwa, uh, who was the black gay man in sex education, which I love that show. I'm excited to see him. He's a beautiful ass man. I can't front. That's a handsome man. <laughs> but it's 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 so nice to see you know him doing more work, which I think is great, and it's gonna be it's gonna be cool to see that in the game. Uh, so I'm I'm hyped for that. They showed they they showed more of Lost in Random. Um, I got a chance to um, introduce that for the Tribeca Games Festival this year, uh, which I love. That game is is gonna be super cool. Where you're basically using um a a kind of uh a, a die that has its own feelings and emotions and all that kind of stuff while you're kind of playing within this game so that die you throw it out into the world and it actually like affects the way the game plays uh while you're kind of doing um more melee combat um in that game it's because kind of, it's a gothic fairy tale inspired adventure i'm excited for that 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 game actually looks fantastic and super super cool um seer uh from apex legends uh, is the new character it looks very much inspired by Lil Nas X. Uh, very, very cool looking character. They did a good job with the the thing about Apex is that Apex their their art they they dip in and out of different art styles when they do their launch trailers, and every one of them hits. It's so good. Um, it's so really just like they nail all the kinds of layers of what you want that thing to look like. Um, and it makes you just wish that it, like they would do some animatrix version of the apex world in some way and just let you just run wild in it. I think it's going to be nuts to see where they're going to land with apex legends emergence, which is going to drop on the third. Um, so that's like their new, new, uh, uh, gameplay season, not season, but it's like, you know, they have these kind of mini, uh, mini modes within the, within a season. I'm excited to see what they're going to do there and see how seer plays. I haven't seen anything about like his kit any of that stuff yet uh but i'm excited for that uh one of the biggest things that was 
amazingly hyped. If you had seen or you'd watched any of our Battlefield 2042 coverage, uh, you know, I you know again how excited I am about this game. I'm so hyped about what, what what's coming uh, within that game. Uh, I, I want to be on the front lines of whatever the coverage is going to be on that thing. And they want an influence for that. I'm raising my hand real high. Please, EA. I know we got people who listen on the show. Whatever you want to do, I'm down. Fly me somewhere, I'm down. You want to do some dope coverage of stuff, I'm down. Put me in a flight suit, let's do it. I don't care. I want to do it. I I usually don't I usually don't like put myself out there like that of like, yo, please pick me, pick me. I don't care. They just did a trailer for their new mode called Portal, Battlefield Portal, which basically is like if you took Halo's Forge and you did a mashup of every battlefield asset map game type you know vehicles guns weapons kits all that stuff and you said threw it on the ground spun it in a circle hit it put it in a salad a salad spinner and let you pick whatever you want to make whatever kind of game mode you want um they did some really interesting stuff that was like time like between different time periods. So you'd had, you know, 1942 folks fighting against 2042 folks, different weapons, different kind of constraints. You can do all that kind of stuff. The first thing I thought was like, man, the, the, the custom servers are going to be dope. Like that's one of the mainstays of, of the battlefield space was always the, the custom servers. You always have to have like, really interesting fun game types and play and, and places to play there which is which was so good this is going to be that on on 10 i am very excited to see what this is going to wind up looking like because you're going to be able to use some of the old maps and you'll be able to kind of use some of these game modes or these kind of uh permutations on the new maps man it's going to be so good i am so people have no clue how, how excited i am for battlefield my dream is to have like the bet like spawn on like the spawn on me logo on the side of a tank inside battlefield like the 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 we have a pattern of our of our logo that we have that we run during the beginnings of shows i want i want that to be like a livery on on a tank like make that look like camouflage man oh i want to do that so bad there's so many things i want to do within battlefield that just like uses our our branding to have like a, a squad or something like that. Oh, I want to do that so bad. I'm such a big Battlefield fan. I'm so excited for this new Battlefield. So I'm very hyped about that. Um, last thing out of EA Play was uh, Dead Space uh, is getting a remake. Um, I have been working with the folks from EA and Motive um, in a kind of advisory role uh, on you know some of the stuff that you wind up seeing in that official trailer. Universal teaser. There's a player council that EA has, and I'm a part of it for this particular game. Um, so huge, massive shout out to the folks over EA for, for, for bringing me into a franchise or bringing me into kind of advise on a franchise that I absolutely love and adore dead space as a, as an IP and as a game, I love so, so much. So being able to, to be a part of that world in any form or fashion uh, through an advisory role or any of that kind of conversation is, is like, I couldn't, I couldn't be more, I couldn't be more excited uh, f- for that thing. Like I, uh, pe- people don't understand how how actually excited I am for that too. Where I'm just like, please give me that. Please give it to me. 
uh, you know, I can't say what we've been talking about in terms of the conversations we've had, but uh, the thing that I will say is like, it feels like they're, they're very much in, in moving in the right direction, which I am, I am a big fan of for sure. Um, what else is going on in, in the space this week? Um, I played some of the aliens, uh, game. What's the name of this game again? I can't, why am I aliens? Well, my brain is shot aliens fire team elite. Uh, so I played some of that, uh, this week and it's a, it's an interesting game. I think it, I think it has a lot of potential there. Um, I think it uses the IP really, really well. It feel it's mostly a horde game. You kind of base around these objectives and these uh these particular game types and game modes, but it really just feels like a very, very big horde mode for most of it. Um, at least in the versions that I've played in the previews, that you know, there there's some okay stuff in there in terms of, you know, the way that they handle the IP. Like it feels like it feels true to them using the stuff that they got from those teams. Um, there is some stereotypicalness in there. Some, some, some stereotypical kind of, we got the fiery Latina. We got the, you know, that kind of stuff in there, which is kind of bleh. That part doesn't, that part always annoys me. So I'm not a big fan of that. Interestingly enough, one of the things that when you play a game like that, that you find is a kind of mainstay that you hope for is like, do you get the sounds and the, kind of visuals right that are attached to that particular IP. I think they do a good job of some of that. The kind of classic battle rifle sounds that you get from the from the um Aliens universe. It was interesting to feel like and I don't know how you say this, but like like it got used too much. Like I don't know how you do that in a game where it has to be that, where you have to use it. Right. Or where you want to use it to kind of make that thing real. But it's it felt weird to be like, I like I'm sick of hearing that gun sound. That sucked. Actually, it's kind of weird. I was like, you know, it has that 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 default burst sound, which is iconic in a lot of different ways. But also it feels like ugh. like it felt like you used it too much and it, it got boring to hear that sound over and over and over again, because in the movies, it's a thing that you hear kind of rarely. So it has impact. It's like a thing that, you know, is like, it's powerful. Like, you know, like when they're in a firefight, they're in a firefight for like a very small amount of time. But when you're constantly having your trigger down and hearing that sound over and over and over and over and over again for hours, it kind of gets annoying. It's actually kind of weird. Um, And I didn't know that until I played it. And, and pulled away from it. I think it's a, I think it's an interesting game. If you want to get some folks together and, and kind of have that experience in that world, I think it's, it's, it's kind of cool. The, the, the enemies are, or, you know, you have your kind of rushers, you have all of them are rushers. Actually, you have some kind of spitter ones who throw acid at you. The, the enemy variation isn't that varied. It doesn't feel like there are too many like special moments in, in that game so far, which is a little bit disappointing. Um, but it, but it, but I think this is where you see an IP kind of backfire, right? Because the thing that makes aliens good is the suspense and there's no suspense in this game. Like it's, it's all or nothing. Like things are rushing at you at, at full speed. Uh, 
or you know even your kind of pulse radar and you have that kind of classic ping that you have like even that doesn't really feel like it has the weight that it needs to have to make you feel scared i think if they if they made this thing more of a kind of like survival shooter then it would be different but it doesn't feel like that so you're you're constantly blazing your way through a thing when aliens are so the alien idea or the thing that makes aliens scary is is the physicality of the alien and also the kind of horror of never knowing where it's going to be um, and having multiple versions of them all the time around you doesn't feel like that. So it takes away from that for sure. Um, so I would say just wait, wait on it. I say, you know, if you get a chance to try it somehow, if it goes on a steam sale, go check it out. I think that that's an interesting game to kind of play around with. Uh, I also have been uh, finishing up death's door, which is fucking fantastic. Um, there's some really good, uh reviews of that out i'm i'm still kind of in the middle of of playing it's been a very very busy week with with new work and things like that um so i'm I'm continuing to play through it and every level that i kind of go through it just gets better it's a gorgeous game it's just fantastic it's very very fun uh i'm i'm more excited for that than i than i was before um a couple things that are on the horizon um predecessor which is a spiritual successor to the moba paragon is going to have a stress test this weekend I'm going to be checking that out because I love Paragon. I love that MOBA. And to see that the the studio, Omita Studios, is going to uh, try their hand at bringing it back. Um, if they get it right, I will be on that all day, every day. I loved Paragon. Paragon was one of my favorite games. Uh, so seeing that be a thing uh, with Predecessor, I'm excited to see that be back in the space. Um, also, I've been playing some Microsoft, Sim, uh, Microsoft Flight Sim because the wonderful folks over at Xbox sent me this dope Thrustmaster uh, stick and yoke um, combo and I've been playing the preview of the, the console version of it um, this past couple weeks, this past week and it's it's great, like the only, the, again, the only, the only problem is the limitation on the graphics stuff, I don't know if because of the preview version that I'm playing has a limitation on draw distance and stuff like that in comparison to the PC version, which is extremely beefy um, but when you start getting close to the ground, things look like mud and smush. Like it doesn't look good uh, in that respect. But I think that the 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 kind of main flight parts of it that that you're, you're you know you're hoping to land, they nail that stuff. Like the game looks really pretty on console in a way that I didn't like. It, it is it is actually pretty astounding that they've gotten that level of visual fidelity in the way that they have on the console. Um, and the flight stick stuff, I have gripes about some of it. Uh, and again like i don't know once i have the final version of the game and i'm playing it on console i'll see if that thing is, is different but it feels like you have to use a combination of the flight stick and a controller to actually get the fullest extent of, of of how you're kind of doing it i don't know if i like that and also there were some buttons that were kind of not responsive and those buttons are buttons that you actually like need to use to like land the plane or to lift off or to like raise your landing gear all that kind of stuff like i think some of those things were uh a little frustrating to to not really have a good idea of how some of that stuff worked um but i'm excited for what what it's supposed to try to be which i think is cool um i think it does give you a very very close version of that experience in a way that is actually pretty fucking awesome to have on console um because that's not a thing you usually get that often in that way so it's cool to see that that is a thing that they actually have like spent the time and the forethought to make that to make that real um in that way 
Um, hmm. What else am I doing? Uh, you might want to check out the, um, the show this week on the live show. We're going to be on the front page of Twitch. Uh, we're going to be rocking with Patricia uh, Hernandez, the EIC of Kotaku. She will be our guest for this week's show. Um, so we have a lot of stuff to talk about, about the future of Kotaku and, and how everything's kind of landing there. Uh, and yeah, I, I, I don't know. I got to host Comic-Con at home this weekend. That was a blast. Got a chance to play some Apex on stream and, 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 and check that off my bucket list, which was, which was fantastic and, and amazing. Um, I want to give love and a shout out to Aaron Ashley Simon, who just inked a deal with Puma uh, to be one of the first Afro Latina women ever to bridge the gap between a sports uh, apparel brand and her her uh, 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 and her um, her company Xset, which is a huge deal. I have to give her props for that. That is monumental. That is like again breaking barriers in this space. So when you see that, you got to give it love. You got to give it props. That's so dope. Um, and yeah, I think we're going to have a couple of interesting conversations, you know, moving forward uh, in terms of some partnerships. I uh, just got a really good email in my in my inbox a little bit earlier about some gear for the second studio uh, and also some some other partnerships that, that are going to be coming down the line. Uh, and it's going to be fun. You might want to be checking out the Olympics, too. Tonight. As of right now, as of when this show is going to go up today, uh, you might want to check out the Olympics on Twitch around like 7 p.m. You might see a familiar face on the Olympics. Um, did I say on the Olympics? I meant on the Olympics. <laughs> like Khalif potentially on the Olympic stream. Not as an Olympian, but you know what I'm talking about. So, uh, yeah, talk about a wild 2021, right? So, um, a couple of last quick things. Uh, I'm looking to find more people to play Valorant, uh, League of Legends, uh, Escape from Tarkov, uh, all those games. I'm trying to get really trying to get good on PC. Uh, so I'm going to be asking lots of folks from the community if they have time to play with me. Uh, so that will be a thing that I'll you know I'll be talking about online and and, and on social about those kinds of things. So please, you know, hit me up for that kind of stuff and let me know if you might be down. I'm looking for folks to kind of help me learn my way through it. Uh, I'm not going to be good for a while. So understand, <laughs> be nice to me, please. Um, and I think that's it for this week. Like, uh, again, uh, you know, there isn't a lot of like super in-depth gaming news right now. I think everything is still kind of moving towards Gamescom. Uh, and that kind of stuff like that's where we'll see most of the actual like interesting things kind of poke back up again uh you know those are going to be the things that are going to be actually in that space that we care about or at least i care about um but yeah i'm i'm excited for for some of the stuff oh also really quickly we did a new we did a new um spawn plays uh, with the folks from Phantom Abyss. That's going to go up hopefully tomorrow on Tuesday. I have to edit a couple things together on that end to get that out. It'll go up Tuesday or Wednesday of this week. Uh, but we did another spawn plays with the 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 devs from Phantom Abyss. It was really fun. I, I like them a lot. They're really fun people. Like So make sure you're checking out the YouTube channel, subscribing, hitting the bell, all that good stuff for notifications so you know when a new video goes live. 
and I need to be putting up more videos on on that side of the fence, um, for sure. Uh, I think that's it. Thank you again for for listening to the show this week. Uh, love all y'all. Uh, make sure you keep yourself safe. Make sure you're you know keeping your mind um, in a good space to be able to kind of think about what you need to give yourself a good space to to, to decompress. Give yourself a good space to kind of figure your way through it and not feel like you have to do everything all the time, all at once. Um, and, and try to be there for each other in, in the ways that you, that you can. You can't really do things for other people until you, you have yourself straight. So please, please, please give yourself some grease. Not some grease. <laughs> give yourself some grease. <laughs> give yourself some grace uh, and and know that you're trying your hardest. Uh, cause you probably are and you don't even know it. Uh, so thanks again, everybody. We'll see you all a little bit later this week. And then again, next week, uh, for the spawn of me podcast, this has been Kali Adams of the spawn of me, Ka- <laughs> of the spawn of me podcast. Much love to you all. See you all soon. Peace. Peace. <laughs>